Foreign exchange trading carries a high level of risk that may not be suitable for all investors. Before you decide to trade foreign exchange, carefully consider your investment objectives, experience level, and risk tolerance. You could lose all of your initial investment. Educate yourself on the risks associated with foreign exchange trading and seek advice from an independent advisor if you have any questions. All information is solely for educational and entertainment purposes and is not trading or investment advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Lifestyle Trading Podcast brought to you by TradingHeroes.com. And today I'm very fortunate to have with me Rafael Veron. He used to be a hedge fund trader, but now he trades his own account. And I've been trying to get him on the show for a while. So um, welcome, Rafael. Thanks, Hugh. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. Um, before I get into any of your background and stuff like that, um, I want to share one of the stories that you told me once because I thought it was really cool. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about how you met your wife and how you taught her to trade? My wife and I met uh, through uh, mutual friends. And um, around that time, I was running a hedge fund, uh, futures fund in particular. Um, I had a component that I was doing Forex. And I was looking for a risk manager uh, to reconcile trades, uh, check risk limits. And um, my, my girlfriend, well, my wife now, uh, she, uh, she fit the profile. She had the background. And uh, I apologize if you hear a little background noise. It's my, uh, it's my neighbor. I don't know what it, I think they're drilling something. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> um, so she, she interestingly had a economics background and she had her securities license and uh, she was a perfect fit. And during our time together, she would, uh, she had a, she had a fascination with, um, with trading and she wanted me to teach her. I just didn't think that trading, uh, the amount of time that, that it took me to learn to trade, I could um, spend the time and, and whether she would have the aptitude. I just didn't think that trading could be taught. Mm -hmm. And uh, But, you know, over time, she she persisted in wanting to learn how to trade. And, um, you know, I finally relented. And I gave her just a few concepts um, uh, more to do with risk management and uh, rather than looking at specific uh, economic reports or or charting um, because you can spend a lifetime you know studying that uh, that area so mm -hmm. um, so she focused on a couple of concepts that I, I relate to her in terms of scaling into trades taking small positions and building up positions over time and over a course of five years she 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 basically um, her performance was better than most of the top traders out there. So it really convinced me that uh, trading can be um, can be acquired skill. So it's not not necessarily an innate talent. Mm -hmm. Wow, very cool. Yeah, I, I took a poll on Facebook once, and uh, I think a lot of people would like to have their their spouse trade also, but uh, it doesn't always happen <laughs> that way. Well, to be honest, it was tough during the uh, the first little while because. Um, you have to respect uh, people's personalities, and and uh, my my wife is is typically a little bit more patient than I am. She she waits for trades set up. She wants things to be um, uh, perfectly in in place before she actually takes the the trade. I'm a little bit more aggressive, and she's quick to um, get out of losing trades. Hmm. So I think that's one of the key elements that really made me look at. 
uh, trading that can be really taught to anybody as long as you follow those uh, simple principles of cutting your losses quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, women typically don't have, uh, you know, big egos like men do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an easier, uh, it's easier, much easier to teach. Oh, okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, so I guess going back to the beginning, uh, can you tell us how you got, you first got interested in the markets? Oh, this, this goes back to almost 20 years ago, but, um, I believe uh, it was watching Trading Places, um, big fan of Eddie Murphy and seeing him and Dan Aykroyd uh, screaming in the, the pits, mm-hmm. um, spitting on each other and a <laughs> bunch of guys um, looked like they were having fun and you know, they were making money and I thought, hey, that'd be a pretty cool job to, to do in the future. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that really got me interested in looking into the markets and uh, uh, reading the business journals and just uh, from that moment on, I, I guess... That was what I needed to um, to get moving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I see. Besides, I guess the uh, testosterone factor. Uh, <laughs> what what was your was the biggest initial attraction for you in trading? Definitely the freedom. The freedom. The freedom and okay. not working for anybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, my parents were entrepreneurs as well, mm. and uh, so just. Just the idea of working for someone for 20, 30 years just didn't, didn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, trading offered that, uh, especially now with the internet, um, we, you can essentially be anywhere in the world and, and operate. Mm-hmm. So there's, a, there's that location independent factor and uh, not having a boss. And uh, the, you know, the buck stops with you. Mm-hmm. You, know, you. You get what you put into it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I like, you know, the competition factor as well. Mm-hmm. But not necessarily with other people, but with yourself. Yeah, no doubt, definitely. Um, so how many trading methods did you, do you think you went through um, on the process, during the time that you uh, were becoming a successful trader? <laughs> um, I, I, I probably went through every single trading product, trading idea, strategy, uh, <laughs> from, from black box systems, uh, trading options on futures and uh, every time frame you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it came down to, frankly, was just finding something that was simple, something that matches your personality. And um, that that was the big difference. That and having a mentor telling you that that's what you need to focus on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, but see. I was a big, I was a big uh, EA guy. I was a big uh, black box systems guy huh. for the most part. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it just, it just didn't work out, mm-hmm. and it looked great on paper and looked great on the on the computer, you know, back tested, and um, but it just didn't work out. So, uh, you you have to change it up and find something that suits you. Mm-hmm. I see. Personally. <laughs> so, from what I understand, um, moving from like an institution or a hedge fund and to trading on your own can be a very big um, transition. Uh, how are they different, and maybe which one did you like better? They're two different animals. Uh, the institutional or the hedge fund side of things, or or even just being a uh, if you, a retail broker and and managing your own account are completely t- different things. Mm-hmm. And I always say this to new traders or uh, even people that are not really interested in trading. They ask what I do. It's I typically tell them I'm I'm in the business of risk management. I'm in the business of managing emotional risk. Mm-hmm. And trading for hedge funds, you're 
you're not you're not necessarily dealing with just just trading capital. You're dealing with uh, partners' emotions, client emotions, um, a whole set, and you know not not only your emotions, but um, but when you get into a very challenging market conditions, all those various emotions can be can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Right? So, uh, of course, the upside and the business side of hedge funds is uh, is very attractive, compensation wise. And when you're running your own money, uh, you don't really have anyone to um, account to. Well, maybe except your wife, or but mm-hmm. but generally, it's it's um, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. So there's more risk in that respect. But uh, the freedom that comes with it, running your own money, is 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 much better. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have again the the emotional fortitude and the emotional um, wherewithal to handle, you know, and that's what's a it's a in some it's true what they say that it's a young man's game. <laughs> really, like how so? Uh, just to be able to handle the trading stress. Uh-huh. Um, as well as dealing with the uh, the emotional intensity from from other uh, other areas, you know, mm-hmm. you have uh, client issues. Um, uh, gives you a, I give you a good example. Back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when when I was running a hedge fund, and uh, I was advising um, a few big funds, and when the market fractured uh, with the with the Lehman and. Uh, and various other sell-offs in the markets and huge widespread liquidation. The, the panic typically is contained. Um, you, have a, you have a Chinese wall that separates uh, clients and you have a, um, uh, we have um, uh, client relations in place that deal with the clients. But when the clients were panicking so much that it infected some of the, the partners, some of the trading partners that we were dealing with. Mm-hmm. And then I would be getting calls um, that clients were worried, they were worried that the, the whole market would seize up. So, uh, you know, that gave me an insight to the dangers of fear. Mm-hmm. And if fear is not managed properly, that um, whether you have a robust software, a robust trading system, it doesn't really matter. It all goes out the window. And I, and I think in history, we it's replete with examples of big blowups because of, of our runaway emotions. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think... Controlling yourself is one thing, but how do you how do you control others as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. So yeah, the hedge fund game can be more of a young man's thing. And yeah. If you transition out of that, then maybe it, it's uh, better for everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely if you have the 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 energy to uh, handle clients and and be be a counselor in 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 a lot of ways to to your clients or partners, but uh, because nothing goes in a straight line. Mm-hmm. So you can have, um, you know, great, great years, great months, but uh, there will be times when you run into difficulty and that's where uh, true, tr- true trading talent comes in. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, the emotional uh, intelligence, if you will. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. Um, so I guess you mentioned your mentor, but were there other inspirations or um, other people who helped you develop as a trader? I think I think reading uh, various books um, made some made some pretty uh, significant impact on how I looked at trading. Uh, you know the the likes of Jack Schwager, the Market Wizards, uh, Mark Douglas, the Disciplined Trader. Um, I think 
that alongside with my mentor um, really shaped the way I looked at the market. So uh, I would give most of the influence of of my success and and how I look at the markets and how I developed my trading st- strategy was was primarily from my mentor. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely Jack Schwager is some of the the traders that were profiled um, uh, really had a really had a big impact on me, like Ed Sakota, mm-hmm. and uh, another trader that you don't is not you don't really hear too much about um, is a, a guy by the name of Paul Rotter, and he's an interesting guy. He uh, he started with his partner with about a million dollars, and they were able to uh, run it up to well over I think a few hundred million dollars by now in about ten years, wow. but. In the first week, they almost went under. Mm-hmm. Right? I think they lost like 30, 40%. Wow. And uh, nothing sophisticated in his trading, no indicators, oh, at least nothing um, secretive. Mm-hmm. I mean, these were all out of the box type indicators and uh, a big scalper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that appealed to me because it was more of a state of mind. It seemed that this person was trading off of something else and it wasn't purely on a technical or necessarily um, a black box system. Mm-hmm. He was using something else. And uh, so, um, so those are a few of the people that uh, inspired me. Oh, I see. Okay, cool. Um, so I, I know you said your hedge fund days were kind of tough. Uh, during your whole trading career, was there ever a point where you wanted to give up? Um, <laughs> at, le- at least a couple of times a year. It's, it's, uh, when it, it, I always, uh, it's never about the money. Now, making the money part is is, is quite easy. Mm-hmm. It's learning to handle the downside. Mm-hmm. It's learning to manage the the stress. There's no point uh, killing yourself if uh, um, at the end of the day you can't even enjoy the money that you make. Mm-hmm. So, so having. Uh, you know, when you're younger, you have a little bit more energy. You're more enthusiastic about things. But as you get older, you become a little bit more mature and wise in, in terms of uh, knowing what you're good at. And also, more importantly, is knowing who, who, who it is that you're better off working with. So I'm, I'm very selective. Um, during my last few years trading for a hedge fund, I was very selective in dealing with particular clients. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you didn't have that crossover contamination when things... Uh, when you experience a drawdown, and you know, there's um, there's a there's a great book by um, the Pitbull Trader, and oh yeah, um, Lewis, what's his name? Marty, uh, Marty, oh Marty, uh, Marty, Marty Schwartz, yeah, yeah, Marty Schwartz. Uh, he talked a lot about his experience. He was a great, phenomenal independent trader, but uh, but when he started running money, he almost died because of the stress. Uh, uh, I think he had a heart attack, and uh, so um, so those are the interesting aspects of of transitioning for people who are interested in transitioning into a hedge fund. You know, mm. uh, something to keep in mind, right? Mm. So pick your pick your clients and pick your partners. You know, smartly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great advice. Um, so I guess a lot of people would be impressed that you traded for a hedge fund, and you know, you trade your own money now. But um, I don't think they realize what maybe you had to go through. So what other Roles have you played in the trading game? Um, I was a janitor. I was a <laughs> counselor, a punching bag, a, 
um, coffee runner, uh, <laughs> did all the, the grunt work in the beginning mm-hmm. um, just to get that perspective. And I think my, my mentor at the time, when I really first um, got an inside view of how the markets really worked, uh, it's, it, it was a real... It was a real game changer. So having having um, uh, whether it was doing marketing work or doing um, uh, coffee runs, uh, I, I really learned a lot from that point on. In in just the way the the market functions is not necessarily uh, what we think it is. And when we watch uh, Bloomberg Television or CNBC, um, the markets are typically. In its essence, is made up of um, emotions, made mm-hmm. up of psychology. So the the numbers and the flickering ticks that we see, they're they're just nothing but statistical representation of of emotions and behaviors. Mm-hmm. And uh, money moves from the weak hands to the strong hands. Mm-hmm. And uh, once we once we get understand that, and we know where we fit in the scheme of things, um, you become a better trader. So. Having the privilege of starting from the ground, coffee runner and janitor, yeah. <laughs> I, I got I got to experience and get to see see different things that otherwise wouldn't have. Oh, I see. Okay, very cool. Um, so I guess people would want to find out about your trading method. Uh, can you give us kind of the short version of how you trade? Well, my my trading method technically technically it's it's a it's a mean reversion scale trading type. Um, process Mm -hmm. and it works with my personality it works with my psychology and um, I find that there are certain things that uh, you just can't know you can't get a perfect price Mm -hmm. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow so what I do in my trading is I work small positions into the market Mm -hmm. so I'm a mean reverting trading meaning that if the market Whatever indicator that is used that is showing that is overbought or oversold, I, I will take small positions and accumulate um, a, a fair size within the context of risk management that the market will, will go back to the average range. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, rather than most um, traders, they'll put uh, one big block of positions on. Mm-hmm. Right, they put blocks of positions on all at the same time. I, I rather break up my trades in a, into smaller units per se. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's particularly important from what I understand because the market's going to be more ranging, eighty percent of the time or so. Is that right? That that's right. Statistically, the markets are are you know seventy five to eighty five percent of that that is going to trade in a in a band mm-hmm. and and in trend traders they're looking for that. 20% of the time to capture those big trends. Mm-hmm. So unless you have the psychology where you can hold positions for months upon months, um, then maybe that particular time frame is good for you. But I found that you can actually mix the two. Mm-hmm. You could actually take a trend trading type approach, uh, have long established positions, and during during the meantime, where where on a maybe daily, on a weekly basis, you can take a swing trading or an intraday type uh, scaling position opposite of your underlying core positions. Hmm. So if I lose you, you can stop me. But okay, uh, no, 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 yeah. So if you're, if you're, let's just take for example, if you're long the euro and uh, you're a trend trader looking for uh, a multi-month move, 
um, during the short term because nothing goes straight up, nothing mm-hmm. goes straight down. Um, you could counter trade that position mm-hmm. using a scaling method, right, on an intraday. Mm-hmm. So not only are you diversifying through strategy, um, but you're also reducing, you know, the volatility through time. So mm-hmm. you're diversing, diversifying through time as well. Ah, I see. Okay. So it, it sounds like it's uh, maybe less of like a strict strategy or like a enter here, exit here, and more of a framework that um, you can be used. Uh, with different trading strategies or with your strategy correct it's a it's a methodology it's yeah. a it's a framework because you have so many factors that come into play uh, personality and and some sometimes um, an intraday strategy scaling type method may not work for someone mm-hmm. right but the but the concept itself is can be applied to uh, various time frames and and all products and even with existing strategies that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, with a trend trader, uh, trend traders typically have huge drawdowns. And with this type of method, um, having included in your in your overall portfolio, uh, it can dramatically reduce volatility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I saw your results and um, uh, they're they were excellent. But uh, was there ever, whenever you're not trading well and no no system works well all of the time, so when you're not trading well, what do you do? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's as probably as simple as as um, as it gets is just to stop trading, mm-hmm. uh, relax, uh, reduce your size, and I, I know there there are emotional and there's there's actually physiological um, aspects that make us unable to to just get out of trades um, outright. Mm-hmm. Right? So the best thing to do is slowly unwind the position. And um, I, I know that if, uh, if, you're, if you're hanging on too tight, if uh, new traders out there, if you're hanging on to your positions too tight or if you can't sleep at night, uh, you have too much risk. Mm-hmm. You have to reduce the position. Mm-hmm. So um, slowly reduce the positions by half and then maybe another half. And, um, you know, the market will always be there, you know, today, tomorrow, opportunities are infinite. So uh, you have to drill that in your head and uh, just learn to take breaks, learn to relax. And um, it, it, because trading can be extremely stressful and you almost, um, you almost become intoxicated with, <laughs> with uh, behaving in a particular way, which is actually not conducive to trading. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like a drunk thinking that he can drive, and he's convinced that he's he's sober and he's he's competent to drive. Yeah. So trading trading is the same. It has a c- certain respects that trigger certain physiological um, uh, responses, and you need to take a break. You need to reduce your risk and um, cut the size down. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that means like maybe take maybe take a break for a little while. And then you start trading again, but maybe you don't trade your full position sizes. Maybe trade half. Bingo. Okay, that's right. That's okay. right. Even even go back to trading one fifth of your original size. Oh wow! And um, that way you have a reset in your your mental framework. Mm-hmm. Uh, your body's more calm, and you can look at things a little bit more objectively. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. Take a break, take a cold shower, or go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, 
so you're also a certified and practicing hypnotherapist, um, which I thought was interesting. So how has that skill helped you become a better trader and how has that helped other traders? The, the area of psychology in, in hypnotherapy has been a, a real deep interest of mine. Going all the way back to university, I was actually uh, planning to, to be um, um, a counselor or a psychotherapist. My, my dad actually wanted me to pursue something uh, in that field. Mm -hmm. And hypnosis struck me as something that was very interesting um, when I first saw a stage hypnotist. Ah. And, uh, I, of course, most, um, most people who, who watch uh, a stage hypnotist, you would naturally think that uh, the, the participants are, are, are acting. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. uh, I had a chance to talk to, with, the, um, with one of the stage hypnotists that, um, that I, I saw at one of the, uh, the university um, shows. And some of the things he told me is just so so outside of my paradigm of understanding that when when I finally looked into it, I thought, "Wow, this is uh, this is unbelievable that um, there are surgeries done with the use of hypnosis. You can turn off pain receptors." And hmm. um, so I thought when I when I was in trading, when I looked back, hey, hypnosis could be a very powerful tool, a very powerful application in 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 in, in a certain certain way hacking. Uh, around certain physiological responses that um, that typically get you in trouble when, mm. when when you when you have fear that's the that's when you make the greatest mistakes you become erratic and you make unpredictable things mm. uh, so hypnosis is a way to kind of bypass certain physiological responses this flight and fight response mm -hmm. and um, uh, yeah I mean for for people out there you can Google and uh, or YouTube um, uh, hypnosis and see some pretty powerful things that can be done. Um, but when it comes to trading and some of the things that I've applied to training others, uh, just just a wonderful modality to use to reduce stress and also to to get that um, uh, get rid of that tunnel vision of uh, when stress happens. Mm -hmm. Okay, very cool. Um, for those people who might think that hypnosis is like the stage shows or you know waving the watch in front of your face and stuff like that can you give them some <laughs> simple tips to use uh, on an everyday basis um, well the hypnosis the term in of itself is a very controversial term it's it's the, the meaning is still debated on what it actually is uh, and um, I rather uh, hypnosis is almost interchangeable with uh, uh, um, just heightened focused or a strong concentration mm -hmm. and no different than when you watch television and you get uh, immersed in the show and everything uh, around you from uh, your dog barking or the uh, uh, dishwasher going it, it's completely not not present in your current state of mind because mm -hmm. you're so engrossed with the, uh, the the show so it's the same thing with trading in that when people are so focused on whether it's a loss or a gain that um, it's it's making you uh, t again tunnel visioned in not looking at the the overall risk aspects mm -hmm. 
right? So that's where the greatest danger comes in. And, and, you, and you know, Hugh, the biggest drawdowns usually occur with people making when they usually have big run-ups, uh, big profits. Mm-hmm. Right? Usually big drawdowns occur after that, right? Because they usually get blindsided. Yeah. So, um, so hypnosis, is, again, is really uh, a heightened state of concentration that occurs when you're in a deep state of relaxation. And um, I'll do future webinars and uh, videos later on on how to uh, put yourself in these very conducive states of mind Mm -hmm. to be relaxed and calm to trade. Oh, that sounds good. We look forward to it. Um, When you're teaching other people to trade, uh, what's the most common thing you see them doing wrong? Impulsive, uh, taking too much risk Mm. and uh, and not knowing themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. So this can go into not having a a properly um, structured plan, and you can have you can have um, the software, the the robust uh, 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 trading system. But if Mm -hmm. you don't understand not only the 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 capital trading risk component, uh, betting size, uh, uh, your volatility. But also, what triggers you to do crazy things? Then, <laughs> then you're you're likely to to blow up. Yeah. Right. So, um, what I recommend, I always tell new traders, is to start off small. See how you react to things. See how you react to losses and gains. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the highest level of trading, losses and gains are um, are just words. There's really no uh, evoking of any type of emotion. Mm-hmm. Right. But traders typically are very enthusiastic. They they want to, you know, turn five hundred dollars into five million. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> I see. Uh, so I guess on the flip side, uh, what are the like top two or three traits that are common to successful traders? The three components that I find um, the. The guys that I have that I've worked with, and um, uh, also with um, Jack Schwager's books that he's profiled with. Excuse me, with um, all these great traders, they understand uh, the risk from a biology standpoint, mm-hmm. the risk from an emotional standpoint, and the risk from a quantitative standpoint. So, of course, statistics. Probability, betting size, and volatility, those things are generally what's covered in most uh, trading education and uh, uh, bet small, bet 1%, 2%, and put your stops in. Mm-hmm. Right? But that's fine. That's, that's very good to have. But if you don't know your emotional risk um, that triggers you to take high risky um, behaviors like canceling your stop, or revenge trading, or um, doubling down or tripling down on losing trades, um, and, and and the dangers is if you're leveraged, you know that that's just a recipe for catastrophe. Mm-hmm. So great traders understand those three components, so they understand themselves uh, first and foremost. So that's why I'm I'm a big believer that having stops alone is not a complete risk management plan. Mm-hmm. It's if you're going to override your your stops. Well, what's the point of having stops? Yeah. So if you decide that I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet one percent or two percent of my risk capital, but you end up doubling down on the trade, well, it kind of defeats the whole purpose. So we have to understand 
you know, what is it that makes us compelled to do those things? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So trading small in the beginning really um, uh, allows you to, to see those little, um, I guess, inclinations mm -hmm. of uh, nuances in your personality. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay. So that kind of brings me to my next question. Um, how much more, regardless of maybe somebody's net worth or how much free capital they have to trade, how much money do you recommend them starting with in Forex? You know, that's the great thing about Forex, Hugh, is the small amount. You, what, you can now start with $100? Yeah, something like that. Uh, and, I mean, back in the day, trading futures, uh, you know, the large size S&P was $20,000. Uh, you know, just to, to, to find that kind of money to commit for one contract. Mm -hmm. I mean, now you could uh, start with $100 and, and, and get your feet wet, which is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So the, the low cost... Um, to get started is so favorable um, if if you if you trade forex mm -hmm. and so start with as small as possible. Considering you know you have to take into consideration the uh, the spreads and the commissions, mm -hmm. but um, but now with the uh, the spreads so tight, I think it's negligible. So if you can trade with a hundred or five hundred dollars and uh, Learn to just be consistent and, and make a few dollars here and there and and then grow from there. Mm -hmm. Right. But first, you know, get your feet wet, you know, see how you respond to things emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say somebody doesn't have like, you know, a hundred grand or whatever to trade with so that they could trade for a living. Is there a um alternative that they could try if they have a solid track record? Yeah. I think with the social media now and um, just the the worldwide acceptance with forex and uh, and just the, the the interest in in uh, a location independent type business. Uh, if you're a good trader and you get um, your name out there, uh, whether it's through uh, trading heroes, you know, joining something like you know your community, mm -hmm. and you get your name out there. Um, the the money will find you so it's not necessarily the the amount of money under management it, and and you'll find that actually the big money managers the the big uh, um, funds their performance tend to uh, lag as opposed to big startups mm. or, or sorry new startups mm -hmm. and uh, I I think it's probably to do with uh, the complacency when you have a billion dollars under management you tend to not take big risk mm -hmm. right? you're, you're comfortable with the the two percent management fee yeah but yeah. Uh, but the startups if you have a talent whether you're trading five hundred dollars ten thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars if there's a consistency there that's what's important and that's what is going to attract investors mm -hmm. and uh, with the um, you know all the new innovations with um, Pam accounts you know the segregated accounts um, you know, back in back in the day when I started, those things didn't exist, mm. right? So mm. uh, it's just so easy for someone to come out now with a bit of talent, showcase their talent, you know, be truthful with your with your disclosures, and uh, um, you know, tweet out your your live trades, and uh, and you know, joining joining good communities like yours, and and uh, you'll find that uh, there will be. Uh, interested investors that they'll open their own account and as long as everything is in compliance with the, the regulatory apparatus mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah 
Okay. Right. Yeah, you can you can go from a thousand dollars to running, you know, ten twenty million dollars. Uh, you know, I've seen it. I mean, that's how we back in the day. That's how we started. We would go and and uh, file a limited partnership agreement for mm-hmm. a couple of thousand dollars, and and we would get on the phone and you know through networking and meeting, you know, friends or what have you, and, uh, and that's how we would get um, our seed capital. But now everything can be done online, which is which is just amazing, and you can get money from halfway around the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the clients feel completely secure by having their own account, you know, with their own institution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, um, one of our previous guests, Colin Jessup, he kind of started the same way with his own money. And then he was doing about 10% a month. So somebody approached him. I think they had like 40 or $50 million and said, hey, you want to run this fund? And yeah, he, he yeah. just did it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And, um, you, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of busy, busy people with a lot of money, mm-hmm. and uh, they're looking for talent. And uh, equally for me, I, I seeded, um, you know, startup traders as well. And uh, um, the thing is that is most important for me is having those three components of risk: mm-hmm. that uh, uh, you know, the trading risk, the emotional risk, the the, bio, the behavioral risk, all um, all um, tight. You know, and and if they can perform on a consistent basis, the you know the, the money will naturally find the traders. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great to know. I that's, I think that's a very viable option for a lot of people if they can if they can tighten up their trading. Yeah. So if, if you're going to start all over, uh, what would you diff- do differently? <laughs> um, seek out my mentor earlier. I should have. I should have. Instead of, I mean, it's just part of um, being uh, being a young, ambitious, and and foolish too is to do things on your own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we all think that we can do it on our own and uh, and reinvent the wheel. But uh, um, yeah, if I could go back, find a, a mentor right away. Uh, okay. Find someone that uh, is in the industry that um, you know that has seen or and for themselves too that have done things that that works rather than you experimenting, you know, a hundred different things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and a mentor is unique in that they can look at you and point out things in your own, uh, makeup and your own ego that it would take you a lifetime to figure out if, <laughs> um, you know, if you were to do it yourself. Yeah. So that's the great thing with a mentor. You really cut down your learning curve mm-hmm. and, um, just even some of the, um, advice in trading small, if I if I started off with trading small, you know, have lost a lot less headaches. Yeah, uh, I see. And going back to your point, I guess with social media and all that, it's getting easier to find these types of people to uh, mentor you, right? Or it should be at least. Yeah, yeah. Just um, for everybody to do their homework, mm-hmm. right? And uh, there's no replacement for homework and research and uh, and yeah, just find someone that. Uh, you're comfortable first and foremost. I mean, there's a rapport there, mm-hmm. and and uh, a day trader, someone who's interested in day trading, uh, is not likely going to go with a trend trader type mentor, right? So it's mm-hmm. important to find something that fits your style mm-hmm. and uh, and product to whatever you're trading. Mm-hmm. Okay, great advice. Um, so I guess when people, a lot of people get into trading. Uh, they think they can take their laptop anywhere in the world with an internet connection and work on the beach while they're sipping a margarita or something. Uh, <laughs> do you think that's realistic or do you think that's a lot of marketing hype? 
well, it depends. You it depends on how you you um, prioritize things, mm-hmm. and if you're if you think that you're gonna travel around the world and party and um, drink and throw on a few trades and make a hundred thousand dollars a month, um, that's that's unrealistic, mm-hmm. right? So. So for for me, and I can only use myself, um, my experiences. I, 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 my wife and I love to travel, and that was a big thing in um, in our relationship early on was traveling. But trading came first, mm-hmm. and uh, the amount of time that I put into trading, um, again, the priorities of that coming first before anything else, um, and of course your your health and everything has got to be balanced. But trading was the focus. And when 15, 20 years ago, the internet wasn't as robust as it is today. Mm-hmm. And uh, the laptop cost and uh, uh, software, uh, things have changed dramatically. So if you have the skill set and you've cultivated the skill set and spent the time and you prioritize, then yes, it's completely realistic to um, go to Barbados and and rent a beach house for two months and then go to um, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done that. So... Uh, but wherever I go, I make sure that if I'm if I'm running my business, I want to make sure the infrastructure is is there to make it to make it work. Yeah. Right. So um, trading in uh, in the remote parts of uh, the Peruvian jungle is not going to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so um, as much as I, I wanted to go to Peru and visit the uh, uh, the ruins, I, I opted to go to Panama City. Uh-huh. Ah. And extremely robust infrastructure to trade from there. Yeah. And uh and it's a it's a good way to escape the the winter here in um you know in in Toronto. So um but yeah, you can make it work as long as again you prioritize mm-hmm. and develop and cultivate a skill set. Understand yourself, the risk management, and then yeah, you could be a globetrotten trader. <laughs> yeah, it is a business and you gotta treat it as such. Yeah. Well, besides the traveling, um, what has trading allowed you to do that maybe other professions wouldn't have allowed you to? Sleep in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just, yeah, and I'm not joking. I I love my sleep and uh, trading the Asian and European markets, uh, just having that ability to to, to sleep in and then trade the, the U.S. markets when, you know, when I when I was finally rested and um, um, yeah, so the, just the flexibility is a huge thing. And, um, and also being able to not trade and do things during the week that uh, there's no way that uh, unless again, you have um, your own business um, going for a coffee uh, in the afternoon with, uh, with friends or going to the gym or, or just taking uh, my son and my wife out um, you know that's that's a huge upside, uh, and it's not necessarily the money aspect because um, when you're not trading, it, you're not making any money. But it it gives you that freedom which uh, a typical regular job wouldn't wouldn't be able to offer. That mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. Uh, are there some influences outside of trading that have uh, made you a better trader? Quite a few, but uh, mostly coaches and uh, um, martial arts uh, instructors and uh, 
um, yeah, there's been a few people that made me uh, look at things in a more holistic way as opposed to uh, trading is the be all and end all. Mm-hmm. Um, you look, you start to look at things in a little, in a little bit more of a uh, holistic fashion mm-hmm. that um, the things that you do that you, you, you may not have anything may, may not have anything to do with trading, but it impacts everything. So your your diet, for example, your uh, your state of mind, your well-being with your your family, mm-hmm. that all affects trading and affects it's, it's a it's a one big feedback loop. Mm-hmm. So um, so staying staying healthy and and having these mentors around me, whether it's in trading or martial arts, uh, to guide me and, and kind of keep me keep me humble. That's that's the most important thing, and just to kind of remind ourselves that. You know we're not special, and anything can happen. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, that uh, you know tomorrow, who knows? I mean, you could. That's why having these these risk metrics understood is is key to to longevity in trading. Mm-hmm. I see, and in life too. Yeah, yeah. So you bring up family. Um, I know this isn't a factor for you, but what if somebody wants to be a trader and maybe they're their partner or their family doesn't support the decision. Um, what can people do in those situations? That's a good question. That's a that's a tricky question too. Um, it's uh, it'd be similar to a mentor who's who's who, who can point things out in your makeup that y- you may not see. Mm-hmm. And uh, so perhaps the family member may be right. Hmm. But it, it, can can there be a compromise? Can there be um, a way to approach things where uh, it's it's less risk? And that's where I'm a big proponent of someone starting off small. Mm-hmm. Right? So again, forex offers you that ability to start off really small and and not put in a position where um, you're taking unnecessarily huge risk. Because right? ultimately, you can adjust your your leverage, and um, you know, and and the difference between uh, something like futures, where you can get a margin call, <laughs> yeah. you can get a huge margin call, but uh, um, so the minimums are not as high. Uh, so for the for someone who who's really keen on starting um, a career in trading, start small mm-hmm. and uh, prove to yourself. And ultimately, you know, showcase, you know, your talent to, you know, your family members that this is a viable business plan. Mm-hmm. This is a viable career choice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it can be done. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's great advice. Um, going back to your son a little bit, uh, I know this might be the case for a lot of people, but how has the birth of your son actually changed your trading style? No more day trading and no more overnight trading. So. Uh-huh. Those days are pretty much uh, done. <laughs> although, although to be honest, I still once in a while I'll I'll, I'll take um, intraday opportunities if it presents or or an overnight, but uh, but not as much as what I did before. Before it was it was a ritual, mm-hmm. uh, looking for intraday or overnight uh, European um, opportunities. But uh, so the time now is for my son, mm-hmm. and uh, the markets will always be there. But the difference is, I just switch the um, the the time frames. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm more of a swing trader, and I hold positions a little longer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and actually, it's it works out better. Uh, I, ca- I actually enjoy 
um, you know, the time I have now with my son, take him out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. But uh, at the same time, my wife makes me do more chores. and <laughs> so, so there's a little bit of a downside to it. Yeah, yeah. But I guess people should take that in consider, into consideration if they want to do full-time trading. Maybe they should, or even if they have a job right now, they should not try to day trade if they have other commitments. Or, you know, if they're going to go into that, then they should take those other factors into account also. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's 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 your life is always going to change. It's mm-hmm. it's nothing static. The markets will will go through uh, uh, phases of uh, trends and range bound bull phases, bear phases, and uh, equally your life will too. So um, whether you move or whether you have uh, changes in relationships or, or or when children comes into the picture, so keeping that adaptability that uh, open-mindedness is very important Mm -hmm. so you can adjust Mm -hmm. right so it's good to learn various um, different methods in trading Mm. whether it's intraday or swing trading and not necessarily that if it doesn't fit your personality don't force it but it's good to learn Mm -hmm. and um, um, it gives you um, uh, a hedge if you will Mm -hmm. you know a backup plan so swing trading to me, when, when I look at it's fractals in nature in the markets, it's there, whether it's day trading, swing trading, or, or trend trading, it's all the same to me. It's just uh, whether the, um, uh, the personality can, can uh, fit into it. Right? <laughs> I see. Okay, cool. Um, I, wanna, I really want to get into you know, what you want to achieve in the next five years. But before we do that, I have a little bit of an announcement. And that, that's that we have been working on a unique trading course uh, to showcase your, showcase and teach your trading methods. So why don't you do the honors of uh, revealing it? Well, thanks. You. You're the one who basically inspired me to um, uh, come out and put together a, a course, a comprehensive course uh, to, to teach you know, the public. And I think a lot of the information out there uh, forex or just general trading education to me is incomplete and mm-hmm. I think um, there's three components which I've been working on with you to uh, to give the the new trader a a a greater odds of success mm-hmm. and um, as, as you and I have talked about information alone it's just not enough. I mean, there's just too much information out there. So you need uh, experienced veterans like yourself to distill the information into um, uh, relevant and actionable data. Mm-hmm. And uh, not just telling somebody to bet small and risk 1%, um, but giving them the framework to, to see how their own psychology interplays with risk and how they look at opportunities. Mm-hmm. So basically, I've come, uh, come to develop three components. Uh, well, it's, it's two, but it, if you break it down, it's really three components to, to uh, the trading course. It's uh, uh, the fundamental backdrop of my trading style and what professionals that I've worked with and, um, and numerous uh, trading teams that I've worked with that uh, they've used and consistently used to make money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it has nothing to do with uh, EA systems, black box, although you can use existing uh, black box systems, but uh, it's, a, it's a robust framework to look at the markets differently. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
and then we have the the risk understanding right so that's the second component mm -hmm. and uh, so you can really break down the risk component in two parts which is uh, the qualitative and the quantitative and again information alone is not is not going to be enough uh, you need a, a mentor, you need someone to get in there inside your head and see, you know, what's going to be the big hiccup, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? So, um, but, you know, we'll, we'll give a little bit more detail when, when we're nearing the launch and uh, we'll post uh, uh, all the specifics on the website. Yeah, definitely. I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, if you guys are interested, uh, check out my site or check out tradetoliveacademy.com. I'll post the, li the links for all this stuff uh, below this video. But um, yeah, just get on the email. Oh, just list. one, 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 one thing, Hugh. Yeah. Um, I never told you this story. I thought that you you might find interesting because this this was probably one of the big inspirations too when when I used to teach and see traders. Um, I used to have this lady that was a, a retail client, and she she would always deposit around five thousand or ten thousand dollars. But like clockwork, she would double the account every every couple of months wow. and for years she would do this and she would always take out um, half of the money to pay her bills mm -hmm. and we were so fascinated with uh, her ability no complicated indicators and uh, and a very straightforward approach um, and so we decided to back her we gave her half a million dollars and she was training the the British pound and what was interesting is the first two weeks she almost lost uh, a significant, she lost a significant portion of her capital. Mm -hmm. And she came back afterwards, but it was never the same. She could never duplicate the success of her small account. Now, this had nothing to do with partial fills or liquidity issues. Um, it was the the psychological aspect. And she confided me um, afterwards that um, just the pressure of, of um, being successful and it was an opportunity for you know her, uh, you know, to give her family a big windfall. Like this was an opportunity to make a lot of money, mm -hmm. and that whole uh, self-imposed pressure just just ended up sabotaging her trading. Yeah. So that that gave me insight into how sensitive that uh, the 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 psychology. And the emotional risk aspects can derail, you know, the best trading plans, even mm -hmm. the best talent, mm -hmm. right? So I think in this new internet age, there's so much talent out there, but just they don't have the right. Um, uh, the information is there, but they don't know how to distill the information. Mm -hmm. So you can have, as you know, you could have two people following the same EA system; they get completely different results. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, and it has to do with psychology. It has people questioning whether the system works anymore, or mm -hmm. some people put too much faith in the system and they put too much risk. And uh, so, you need someone again like yourself, uh, um, or 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 me to look at the individual and see how how to how to fit their psychology in an overall uh, true trading plan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And at that point, you were just looking for talent. You weren't really like teaching anyone. So. If you were able to mentor her, maybe she would have been able to do a little better, you think? Yeah. Ultimately, she went back to um, trading her, her small account and, yeah. and she said, you know, maybe, maybe I'm only destined to trade, you know, small accounts, right? So mm -hmm. I, I didn't believe that one bit, but um, 
it just showed that you know the psychology, the profound um, aspect of uh, this internal belief structure can can really mess up you know your trading. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so that that's a that's a an area which I find that it's not talked about enough or discussed in the in the trading community. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. I mean, everybody wants something fast, right? Yeah. But if you could put the time in and you know, again, having a mentor and having, hopefully, with this course, it will give people um, just a, especially, it'll cut down the time to to learn, and uh, hopefully, cut down at least ninety percent of the time that you know it took me, you know, five years to really get a hold of things. Right, mm-hmm. that was back in the old school. Right, I mean, the information wasn't readily available, yeah. and I had to do old school calling and trying to find a mentor, <laughs> like yeah. knocking doors and. Yeah, yeah, and you said you were doing like phone calls to do trades, right? Day yeah, trading. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and ten minutes. It took me ten minutes to get floor, uh, fills from the the floor traders. Wow. So things things are things are different. So there there is advantages, but sometimes you know even with all the advantages that we have, there's too much information to sort out. You know all of it. So you know my hats. You know a hat tip to you because you you're you're doing good things. You're honest and you really present things as they are. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to that. Definitely. Um, learning your expertise and everything. And uh, if you guys are interested, we have an email list set up for that. So I'll post the link below and uh, we'll just give you some free information. If you like it, then uh, cool. If not, no big deal. And uh, I before we get going, though, I want to get into one last thing. Uh, what are some of the goals that you have in trading for the next five years? I think to at least be among the um, the leaders in the the FX and trading education uh, area, and and to help really build the uh, the talent that uh, is all over the world, whether um, it's someone in in Malaysia or or Sri Lanka that that has talent and mm-hmm. they don't have the resources, you know, so they may only have a hundred or two hundred dollars, but they can show a a degree of uh, uh, competency and consistency, and ultimately a desire to uh, to be a trader. Then mm-hmm. um, Trade to Live and Trading Heroes can be a, a portal to 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 back traders, mm-hmm. right? To mm-hmm. um, uh, so to be an education leader and also to to build a um, you know a huge team of traders that can be self-sufficient and self-sustaining all over the world. Mm-hmm. So never has there been a time where, um, you know, the access has been um, a level playing field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back back, um, back in the old futures and, and just raising money back, back 15 years ago, which is completely different to what it is today. Hmm. Right, so, so just to you know, give uh, an opportunity to everybody to to be their own forex uh, entrepreneur. <laughs> nice. Well, we're definitely looking forward to that. Well, uh, we're coming up on about an hour, but I just wanted to thank you very much for coming on and spending time with us. Um, great stories as usual, and uh, I look forward to launching the course with you. I appreciate it, Hugh. I appreciate all the things that you're doing for the community. No problem. My pleasure. All right. Take care. Talk to you soon. Okay, we'll talk soon, Hugh. Yep. Take care of yourself. Okay, bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Trading Lifestyle Podcast. 
If you want to find more interviews, tutorials, and random trading videos, check out TradingHeroes.com or follow Trading Heroes on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+.